0: Hi everyone and thank you for coming and listening to Mad Lit Musings. Today I have with me Jill Eileen Smith. Jill, it's super exciting to have you with us today.
1: Thanks, it's really fun to be here.
0: Yeah, awesome. So you have a new book that is hitting bookshelves on Valentine's Day. So if you're listening to the podcast after Valentine's Day, it's available. And um, tell us a little bit about the book, Jill.
1: Well, it's the story of Eve, Adam and Eve, but it's mostly her story. Um, We begin before creation, and we get a glimpse of the heavenlies and God creating from the point of view of Michael, the archangel, just a little bit. We see the fall of of Lucifer and the, the demons that followed after him and how that all played a part in the fall of Adam and Eve. Um, We see Eve's creation and how she loved the creator and they spend a good deal of time in Eden, not a lot of page time, but Mm -hmm. um, they're there about a year as how I've um, structured it. And then after the fall, they have to figure out everything to survive. And so they spend a a lot of time doing that. And a lot of years go by because they lived hundreds of years, right? She had lots of kids and they got married to each other, which sounds creepy to some people. (laughs) There were no other people. So there was, and, um, you know, the whole, I follow what's in scripture when it's there, but Mm -hmm. when it's not, it, it, I had to go back and figure out, okay, well, they didn't even know how to make clothing. So God made the first clothing for them. Right. They took fig leaves trying to hide them themselves and that's pretty bad clothing I think it would be itchy but anyway um, a little bit unreliable maybe but i <laughs> think so god made the first clothing for them and but they couldn't keep killing all the sheep there weren't that right in the beginning so they had to learn how to weave make out of mm-hmm. you know what could they use to weave you know they had to learn how to spin and make pottery and and mine for uh, metals and all that grew And I believe they became very advanced because they lived so long, Um, but, you know, it didn't happen overnight. And so it was a process of them learning. And then there's the battle of the emotional thing of the, I blame you for this from Adam's point of view and his anger and his inability to forgive and her, I feel guilty for this. And does God still love me? And Mm -hmm. so they, they have these emotional struggles through most of the book especially you know when things like Cain killing Abel happen and right you know so I take it all the way through past the birth of Enoch because okay into the way I figure out the timeline Adam Mm -hmm. was alive all the way up to Lamech Noah's father oh wow Uh, okay if that's correct which Mm -hmm. I think I did the math right um, (laughs) you never know my math you never know great but anyway um I take it I bring Enoch into the story. Um, okay. His heart for God kind of matches Eve's heart for God, even though she doesn't get the privilege of walking with God and God took her. She knew what it was like to walk with him without sin. And, yeah. Uh, so it was kind of a a neat thing to bring that up in the story. So right. anyway, it's a story of forgiveness, of, of feeling, just having to figure out, where am I oh, now? Yeah. Especially yeah. with God and waiting for the Redeemer. They're they're promised a Redeemer and maybe every child born they keep thinking, is this the Redeemer? Is this mm. the Redeemer? And right. that could have gone on for generations, wondering, well, maybe this time, but well,
0: I'm sure it did. I think they were really waiting for Christ, which was
1: <laughs> it was so gonna be quite awesome. a few
0: years before that happened. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh man. You know, I can't imagine living in biblical times period, but I can't imagine at the very beginning of the world and like the things that you're talking about, you know, they have to learn how to cook and how to make things and how to survive. And, you know, the benefits of being in Eden was that direct communion with God and that direct provision. And I don't always think about the fact that when they're tossed out of the garden of Eden, and they're out of God's fellowship that they're also kind of thrown out on their own as far That's as survival.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think God would have still interacted with them at points because mm-hmm. he, he spoke to Cain when, right. Cain. so we know there was some interaction, but, um, they couldn't talk to him every day. Like before, you know, right. the sad part was, is that God wanted the fellowship and mm-hmm. it his heart and they knew that, you know, and They couldn't go back and fix it they had to wait for the redeemer to fix it and they they had i believe they had the sacrifice at least Mm -hmm. at least yearly i don't know maybe god told them to do it more often but we know through cain and abel that they did know how to sacrifice right so they could be forgiven just like the jews of the old testament had the day of atonement but it doesn't last until christ came it didn't last so Mm -hmm. it's like life is temporary but so is forgiveness for them It it wasn't a continual daily thing though they could ask for it daily i think they still could pray right they they didn't have the spirit within them and so Mm -hmm. everything's different
0: yeah it was it it was definitely a different time in the course of the story of christianity i guess as you know as you look at it and uh, on the flip side of christ's death and resurrection i think we reap some of the benefits that (laughs) those in the old testament didn't didn't necessarily have because they were foreshadowing what was to come right i mean they had they were still saved by faith just like Mm -hmm. we are
1: Mm -hmm. but and by god's grace but they didn't have that um the finished work of the cross they were looking forward to it Mm -hmm. have it yet so and in adam and eve all they had was we blew it but god gave us a promise that he would make it right right he never made that promise to the angels. So that's why we have an enemy that never gives up because he knows he can't be forgiven. Right. Right. And I don't know that he'd even want to be, but God didn't give them apparently that option. And so we still today fight against a, a real unseen enemy. Oh,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. When you were doing the research for this book, tell us a little bit about just some of the interesting things that you came across. I mean, there's so much unknown about that time um but there's even i know in scripture it talks about the nephilim and and who are those people were were they people
1: (laughs) yeah i mean i i've heard a lot about them in in the past i don't i'm not like an expert on them my take on it for me and how i wrote it in the book is i took what scripture says that the sons of god who well, who were the sons of God? And all I can figure, it wouldn't have been the angels mm-hmm. that were following God, because they wouldn't have come and tried to mate with the daughters of men, but the demons very mm-hmm. well. So I believe it was a, a mating of the demonic with humanity in order to corrupt God's image bearers. They could no longer be his image bearers because mm-hmm. they were half human, not fully human. And that seems weird to us today, but mm-hmm. I believe they created their offspring were giants. They were definitely not normal humans. And mm-hmm. I personally believe that's partly why God sent the flood. Mm-hmm. Because if they got their way and they infiltrated all humanity, and they, you know, there would be no one to redeem. God came to redeem His image bearers, and that's that's us, not half breeds, like mm-hmm. in the sense of almost alien. Really, it's mm. it would be to us, but they're
0: not. They're they're demon. They're real demons. Right, right. Um, yeah, it's so interesting too. And then you do you, you do look at when you get to the time of the flood. You know, Noah is the only righteous man to found on the face of the earth. I mean, it's really gone throughout all humanity. The the evilness of sin um and and like you said it's infiltrated the hearts of of man to where we we're down to one (laughs) one in his family
1: one in his family and yeah then I'm just in the middle of finishing that book
0: because
1: I my next book's on Noah's wife so I'm turning that one in as soon as I get it finished reading out loud which (laughs) is fun yeah so I carry over some of okay people and the Mm -hmm. idea of the Nephilim and how it just got worse you know after Adam and Eve it didn't end it got worse and worse and worse Mm -hmm. Jesus said it'll be like the days of Noah when he returns and what do we look around and see we see the world getting worse and worse and worse although at least morally and spiritually Mm -hmm. there are many places on earth where there's revival happening too right we have to keep praying for that and hoping for that because Mm -hmm. I mean that's my heart's desire is to see you know a great awakening so people will recognize the creator which they didn't do in the time of the flood oh right stop believing in him and it began in in Eve's day you Mm -hmm. know Cain stopped wanting to obey the creator so he went off and created his own city and became his own little king or his own little God or whatever, you know, and it, there were more like him in, among all his siblings. They, right.
0: The only bad guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: Anyway.
1: It was yeah,
0: that, right. it, It's totally fascinating. It's funny. It reminded me, I started laughing there a little bit about Cain because when I was a little girl and they would tell the story of Cain and Abel, I, I remember feeling so bad for Cain and I had so much empathy for Cain and my my mom was honey, he wasn't a good guy and I'm like, but he brought stuff for Jesus and God just sent him away like it didn't matter and I missed some of the underlying emphasis <laughs> of <laughs> what yeah. is a what is a sacrifice truly from the heart versus one that's more of an insult and sarcastic and and definitely not of your best um well, but on the other hand, I took the point of
1: it was of his best first fruits. Like there is okay. a first fruits offering in yeah. later given to Moses, mm-hmm. but that wasn't the offering that was meant to be given then. Correct. So if there was a, an offering of our first fruits told to Adam and Eve, which we don't know, right? Then Cain was choosing to give. A different offering at the wrong time but mm-hmm. a, on the other hand he could have just been no I don't I don't want to kill any more animals why do animals have to keep dying I, I'm going to give you this instead I'm going right. to do it my way and do don't we, way. don't we do it yeah my way all the time I mean yeah. everybody does yeah
0: well and so often we go through life and we question what God has told us or we question um the direction that he's leading us because it doesn't make sense or it doesn't align and you know, it's not necessarily the intent of our hearts to be evil or wicked. It's just a lack of trust and a lack of faith in really the creator and the God of the universe. Yeah, true. And that's
1: something that I think is daily. Yeah. Because trust and faith can be a wavering thing, even for the strongest believer. Absolutely. I mean, John the Baptist questioned, are you Mm -hmm. the one? He, and he knew Jesus right. was the one. He was pointing, there's the lamb of God. And then in, he's in prison going, are you the, really the one? Or should we look for someone else? Right. Any doubt. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to dig a little bit more into Eve herself, because this is really Eve's story. So I want to, I want to ask you some questions about how you researched her, et cetera. So, okay. Are you enjoying today's broadcast with our featured author? You can find out more about them and other authors from Baker Publishing Group at bakerbookhouse.com. Use code MADLIT40 for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title at bakerbookhouse.com. This also includes Ravel and Bethany House Publishing. Go over fast. It's MADLIT40. That's your magic code for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title. All right, we are back here at Madlit Musings, and I have Jill Eileen Smith with us. We are talking about her book, The Daughter of Eden, and we've already covered so much about forgiveness and redemption and the fall of man and, you know, all, all of that. So I want to dig a little bit into Eve's story now. How did you be even begin to research Eve? I guess that's my first question. Um,
1: hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, There's nothing you can't really research her right there's no archaeological evidence before the flood that was preserved so there's no garden you don't even know where the garden was Mm -hmm. Um, so all we have is what we what scripture tells us and a lot of people think Adam and Eve were metaphors the reason I don't is because they're mentioned in the New Testament as real Mm -hmm. people and I don't take people in the Bible as metaphorical anyway but Mm -hmm. um but eve i just looked at people in general and and i thought about well how would i feel you know because i'd love to have been in the garden i look at the garden as what eternity will be like someday Mm -hmm. when god restores the earth and we walk with him in fellowship without any interruption which is the whole reason jesus came um so we could have that fellowship unbroken again and that's what she had and so when she lost it I thought well how would I feel mm. you know, and how I, I mean it, it's not my story but right. I to put my emotions and how I'd feel and how would other people feel I mean mm-hmm. people who love God or want to love God or who have done something unforgivable seemingly you know right. she broke the world but did she or did he he was Mm -hmm. right there with her and didn't say no. Right. It was both of them. She gets the blame, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, they were both, I mean, Adam was the one blamed somewhat too, though, in, in the new Testament. I mean, Mm -hmm. Jesus, the second Adam, not the second Eve, you know, he came Mm -hmm. to, it was Adam who was held accountable, most, but still she felt, had to feel guilt, extreme guilt. And, Mm -hmm loss and just so much heartache and so i just drew on all of my past you know feelings of suffering or heartache or loss Mm -hmm. as i you know put that into her character but i also know that that those are universal feelings we all suffer those things so i tried to make her every woman kind Mm -hmm. of Mm mm-hmm
0: yeah. And it's it, like you said, there's not a lot out there. And, you know, really, even when you look at the the scripture, there's no written conversations between Adam and Eve specifically. There's a few between them and the Lord. If I remember correctly, it's been a while since I've read Genesis, but um, you don't hear Adam and Eve having this dialogue like Abram and Sarah did when they were discussing her barrenness, et cetera. Um, and so even wondering what their relationship was like before Mm. and after is intriguing
1: yeah it's really you have to just put yourself in their shoes and and imagine because Mm -hmm. there's no way of really knowing but that's true with a lot of biblical characters they don't say much right and you don't really have i mean you might have a few things they say Mm -hmm. a sentence or two right but not much but her she she (laughs) talks to god you know to defend herself yep Blaming the serpent, and that yep. that's the only thing we really have. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so a little bit of a random question, but it's still it's still applicable. When you did your research, do you, did you, <laughs> my kids ask me this all the time, was the serpent really a snake? <laughs> or was he a different form of a reptile that sort of was qualified as a serpent? So I'm just curious if you found anything about that in your research.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know that... <laughs> again we know there's no real research and so I I went with with what I made him a serpent angel okay um he carried the the characteristics to kind of morph into a little bit of that had the shininess that I don't want to give too much of the book away okay no spoilers no I feel like (laughs) there she had a recognize there was something recognizable about him Mm. because adam and eve i i have them interacting with more than just god um Mm -hmm. because of the spirit realm that i show and the fact that you know the new testament talks about us being seated with god in the heavenlies well what if and even well, no, that was just with God on the mountain when mm-hmm. most 70 elders up and they ate with God, you know, it right, was, right. You know, so you're like, mm-hmm. what if they were um, allowed into that before sin to meet any of the unseen realm, right. then they might have not felt she might not have felt so uh, what's the word I want afraid of the guy. And I don't believe it was this, just animals talked. Mm-hmm. I, I did research that. People don't, okay. animals talked. That, that was what a lot of, what I'd heard. And I'm mm-hmm. almost done with that. Oh, well, the animals could talk to him. So mm-hmm. she wasn't surprised the snake would talk. But if he was more like this serpent angel, then he could talk and that wouldn't surprise her. But if the other animals didn't talk, and he talked then she'd be like what
0: right you know, yeah
1: I it, it's a matter of judgment call on my part yeah. it was for um poetic license yeah know.
0: I guess well and I suppose with this story there's probably going to be quite a bit of that like you said because it's not like you can go back and research historical and archaeological records
1: no you just I took what I knew from all of scripture mm-hmm. not that I know it all perfectly well but I tried right. to um like pull on descriptions mm-hmm. from other parts of scripture of the unseen world right. of what like what jesus looked like what you know the son of the when god came to walk in the garden i suspect did he look like he couldn't look like the spirit the spirit's not really seen right Maybe he was look like the father but often jesus took the form of the son of man or right or um uh, they called him, uh, forgot now. Lord, um, the but he would like he appeared to Joshua as a man and other where he and it maybe that's the form he took,
0: right, right.
1: He became the actual human God, mm-hmm, Christ.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Did you ever have an opportunity to go to the um, Creation Museum? You did Yeah. Did you, because I was just there in um, October of last year or November of last year, and it does bring an interesting um, and fascinating viewpoint when you start thinking back to what it was like during that time period. And, you know, all the things that you even brought up today, it just kind of brings that time period alive. And you're like, wow, how different that was. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I can't even fathom, you know, I mean, I can imagine, but I mean, I'd like to close my eyes and actually mm-hmm. be, there, but yeah. I can't except by imagination and what you write down, but you can't even pictures. Don't do it justice. Mm-hmm. Um, cause nobody's been there. Nobody's seen it. Right. So, um, but I believe it was absolutely beautiful beyond yeah. you could even ask or imagine, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's creating for us now. Right. And one day we'll be aware of that so.
0: <laughs> a new heaven and a new earth won't that be great uh, yeah that's right let's not screw that one up huh <laughs> i don't think that's possible i don't I, think so either <laughs> no oh yeah when i was little i used to wonder too i shouldn't say when i was little i always qualify it when i was little so it doesn't sound like i'm still wondering but i am secretly still wondering like when you get to heaven if you're going to be able to go into like the library archives and pop in the video and see that ages me too. pop in the video and watch the creation of the world or any of those
1: could we please see you know david's whole life on right on streaming on the screen exactly yeah here's i want to see where i got it wrong in the the books
0: about him you know (laughs) how did it really happen here's jill and jamie sitting in the front row with their popcorn go ah ah you got that right jill you did it
1: it'll well, be interesting when i that's my thought is when we get to and I meet the people I've written about and, yeah. and say, uh you know that's not how it happened um <laughs> and explain to me what I got wrong because I'm sure there's plenty
0: well yeah yeah I'm sure and it's you know it's probably a challenge to write biblical fiction um about people who actually really lived and wanting to accurately represent what scripture has t- said about them et cetera, too so um, I'm sure you have to spend a lot of time in prayer and research on all of that. Well, I do pray over
1: every book. I had one mm-hmm. book I prayed over every scene. It was so um. Mm-hmm. And Noah's wife, this time, I rewrote the start three times. And wow. each time I had to just trash 30,000 words. Oh. How so far I got into it and went, this isn't working. Mm. start over again. Eve's wasn't quite so hard because okay. I just had to figure out where I wanted to begin. Uh-huh. And once I decided on the, the beginning, then it kind of just flowed mm-hmm. a little easier. I guess it was more linear with her. You okay. know, I had to jump a lot of years. Though my editor's like, I bet we'll never jump this many years in, in any other book. <laughs> I can't right how funny that was now, but it was like <laughs> years, you know, like six hundred years later or something. Hundred, oh my goodness, and she's still <laughs> alive. <laughs> <It's just functioning. laughs> it might not have been that many but yeah it was a lot oh
0: yeah I wonder if you know I'm in my 40s now so I'm wondering would I be in in that time period considered a toddler yet or <laughs> well
1: they say in the in the millennium a person that's 100 will will seem like a child like oh interesting barely, yeah like I think either a child or maybe like a 20 year old or something mm-hmm. they'll, they'll barely be old enough to be considered you know, old at all, Yeah. if they're living back then or in that time for a thousand years, if that's the time frame, mm-hmm. do they all live that long? Do some die? I mean, yeah. I, I don't know enough about that. I need to research that more. That's mm-hmm. not in kind of my view, you know, I right. only know about it, so
0: right, right. Well, Jill, this is so much fun to chat about this and chat about. Eve and, and kind of imagine the Garden of Eden with you today. Um, how do readers find you and find out more about you if they want to get the daughter of Eden or even look at other your backlist books that you've got? You got all kinds of them. So how do we find you? On my
1: website, Jillileen okay. Sign up for my newsletter if you want or and my blog. I sometimes try to keep up with that. Um mm-hmm. I'm not so good at it, but there's a lot of past blogs you can read. Um and um, I'm on social media mainly Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. But Twitter, they're kind of all linked. You know, I don't, I don't go on separately. Sure. I separate things too often, unless I'm posting about the kittens, and then I might kittens
0: get
1: pictures of Cody and Katie in there. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> got to have the kitty pictures for sure. Absolutely. No doubt. No doubt. Well, Jill, this was super fun having you with us today and um, hopefully we can have you back again sometime, but in the meantime, good luck and God bless you writing Noah's wife's story. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Madlit Musings. You can find out more information about Madlit and all that it has to offer at MadlitMentoring That's MadlitMentoring Or check out more about Jamie Jo Wright at JamieWrightBooks